Welcome back to Enter the Metaverse. Today on our podcast, we have special guest Cody Packer, who will be explaining uh, and diving into what inner child work is, how it plays out in our lives every day, in our adult lives, and how we can benefit from it. So welcome today, Cody, and uh, introduce yourself a little bit to our audience. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um... Yeah, I'm Cody. I'm from New Zealand. Um, I um, I found in a child work about three years ago. Well, actually, it found me. Um, I was working at um, yeah, I was working at a camp um, for young kids who stutter uh, up in New York. Um, uh, yeah, I've grown up with one my whole life as well. Um, so it's been kind of, you know, like a challenge that I've like worked through as a kid. And um, it was interesting because, um, you know, it was an environment I hadn't been in um, for a while. Like, you know, after I was going through speech therapy as, you know, like a teenager and stuff, um, there was a large, you know, there was a large period of my life that I avoided it. And then I ended up working at a camp, um, you know, for kids that stutter. And I had this really profound experience on the last night right by the lake where I was visited by my inner child, um, actually right next to a lake. Um, and, um, I had this like kind of out of body experience where he like walked up to me and, um, you know, he just, you know, came and held my hand and said that I don't need to be scared anymore. And it was really amazing. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was overcome with emotion and I just started to like cry and release. And, um, then I started, you know, like researching about it and I was like, what was that? Like, what, what happened to me then? And, um, you know, as I looked into it, it was like a reconciliation with like my young child that had all these like, um, stored unprocessed emotions, um, you know, uh, like wounds that he was holding on to. And, you know, it was like a point in time where he came back to kind of, release a lot of that from you know my adult self who was still holding on to it and um really for me at that moment it was like this beautiful moment of kind of like bliss and peace where I came into like extreme acceptance of you know myself how I talk you know my voice um and just you know kind of like the path that I've walked so then after that I just started like really you know really kind of you know, like diving into this inner child stuff and you know being like what is it like that was profound like that changed my life and then I started um accessing stuff back from when I was a young kid and I used to do drama and um acting and then what I realized was I started looking around me through the lens of this child and realizing that there was all these adults around me that you know I didn't really know how to play or have fun you know they were really good at um, you know, doing work and um, having a job and earning you know, money, but they didn't know how to really, you know, balance the joy of life out with that, um, including me. Like there was, a, you know, there was a big chunk of my life where I struggled to do that too. So through working with my, um, you know, like young Cody and, you know, kind of, you know, building a relationship with him, um, we both kind of like, um helped reconnect to all these um you know these activities that used to bring me joy when I was a kid um 
that you just kind of grow out of as an adult because you're told to by the world and there's stigmas around, oh, you must grow up and you must, you know. Um, but I've come to realize they're all just myths. You know, we buy into its conditioning. Um, so, you know, like a big part of this process for me has been kind of like reconnecting and rediscovering all this like gold and treasure inside of me um, to unlock um, and then help others unlock all this inside of them so that they can live a more joyful, you know, kind of connected life to what really brings them, you know, like happiness and fulfillment, which quite often is um, much more simple than we actually, you know, try to, you know, like we overcomplicate things as adults because we get stuck up here. And this inner child work is all about coming back to our body and our hearts and, um, yeah, it's an entirely different way to kind of relate to the world. So that's been a bit of, you know, like who I am and you know my journey with inner child stuff specifically. I'm also a filmmaker. Um, I trained for five years to be like a director. I've made you know, like a ton of short films, music videos, documentaries that have won awards um, all over the world. And, um, you know, I still... I still do, you know, like uh, create in that realm as well. That's a, you know, I I found that really young. So, you know, that does still bring me a lot of joy. Um, but I do it that along with, you know, other stuff now with like helping, you know, adults really get into their inner child through play and drama games. Um, and yeah, you know, kind of like my mission is to ignite the playful revolution within adults because um, I think, you know, the more we can spread that over the planet, um, the more it'll raise the, you know, like the vibration and, and the frequency of adults that are creating, you know, businesses and relationships and, you know, partnerships and um, not, you know, not neglecting these kids inside of us, but actually um, letting them lead our lives. Yeah, I, I love how you said your, like, your message is to ignite the playful revolution within adults. That's that's beautiful. I like that message. And like the signals that we grew up, like the myths that we that we uh that we were told to to believe, like be a man, stop acting like a kid, and stuff like that. Like that really has a harsh effect on our psyche while we're growing up because we think that oh, fun is just child like a child thing. But like mm -hmm. like you you kind of you kind of explained it earlier how like how adults they kind of lack the expression to of like being in a playful, fun, joyous state. Like they, they, they know how they just have to like be in more in touch with it. And um, I think that's what inner child work really helps with is, is getting back in touch with that, that freedom of expression. It's yes. really a, it's really a freedom. And um, I had an, I had a roommate. I'm not going to say who it was, but I had a roommate who, um, not like you would know, <laughs> who who had a stutter as well, and oh, cool. and I I noticed like from from what he told me, he said that, um, uh, how it kind of started was when when he was trying to complete a sentence, someone else tried to end the sentence for him, and that kind of started the trigger to like because he would always try to complete the sentence, and somebody else ended it. And that how how it started, but what I heard was a like a resentment, an unforgiveness to this person. And I think once you forgive, like I don't know if this is gonna relate to you, but once you forgive, especially yourself, 
first because you might have a lot of guilt because you feel guilty for the way you are, but you shouldn't because it's not like your your fault. And he has to also forgive everyone else, including the person who might have triggered the stuttering, to to fully have that freedom back. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a great point you bring up because I've I've dealt with this my whole life with even you know people I know um trying to complete things for me. And I guess like I was speaking to you know both sides because on one hand it is really frustrating when people speak over you and speak for you as if they know what you're going to say. 85% of the time what they complete the word with is actually wrong. Like I, so it's really frustrating when like I know internally what I want to say. Uh, I just may be taking a little bit longer than what you're used to. So there's that point of view of, you know, like the frustration and what that triggers is um, I think from at least, you know, my experience is a unwillingness from the other person to just wait and listen and when it adds up over time, it can be, you know, quite frustrating for whoever's speaking. Um, but then on the other hand, if you are personalizing it and, you know, kind of taking it on, it does inhibit a lot of your inner peace and freedom too. Um, so I do understand, you know, you know, I do understand that. Um, what I do is, if you know, like if anyone does try to speak over me, I actually just ask them and just say, hey, would you just please mind to wait? Like, I prefer just to speak. I don't really like being spoken for. So by doing that, it actually enables me to use my voice and actually hold on to my freedom. So it's just kind of like, I guess it's just however you handle it, right? Because it's like, it's it's like how you respond to it. But I, um, you know, it's, it's it, you know, it's really interesting that you bring it up because, um you know, there is many kind of triggers for it, but also, um, you know, like what I also learned is, you know, as a kid, um, you know, like when I would go into the classroom, I would be terrified to go to like English class because I knew, you know, they would be like, oh, we're reading from a book aloud today, right? And, you know, everyone is going to have to read a phrase and I would always trip over mine and people would laugh and, you know, I couldn't get it out. And, um, but what was interesting after a while, I actually learned that it's it's all about the energy. It's how you go into the room, right? It's not how you, it's not the words you're using. It's the energy behind the words. So like, you know, I always say um, your energy speaks when you enter a room way before your words do. So if you're walking into a room and you're like, this can apply to anyone. If, you know, if you're walking into a room and your energy is, um, nervous that you're going to say the wrong thing or you're going to trip over your words that's going to speak way before your words do because people are going to pick up on that energy and they're going to like be like oh he's on edge he's nervous and whereas even if you know if you go into a room confident regardless of how fluent it comes out then the energy must match back from the other people so you know like even if i was tripping over my words but i was confident and my energy was like like, oh, I'm owning it, then the other people actually don't become you know, nervous because what I'm projecting out is um, a higher frequency. So, um, you know, I would say what, you know, going back to your point, 
the freedom always comes back to the individual and what they're willing to, um, you know, kind of put out in any given situation. You know, if you're willing to give your power away by like how others are perceiving you, then that's a choice that you make. You know, if you're if you're willing to walk into a room and be confident, even if you stutter over your name or anything like that, it's, you know, you're still making a choice to go in there and be confident. So, you know, I would just say, you know, like the freedom kind of lies with the person that is actually, um, I guess, talking. I mean, we create our own reality in that way, you know, like it's really that simple. So, and, um, you know, that comes back to like inner child stuff too, is like, if you don't focus on the joy and the play, it's very impossible for it to come into your life. Well, not impossible, but it's much harder for there to be a channel for it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to welcome it into your life, you have to like intentionally, like actually put time to it. So it's just kind of like whatever you want to choose. Again, freedom down to the individual. Yeah, I wrote that down as well. Freedom back to the individual. Now you were saying that it's it's really how it's the energy that you have when you're and the intention is not just the words, but it's your when you when you do use the words, it's the intention of your words. Even when you you're setting, you're basically setting boundaries and expectations when you say, "Please, could you wait for me to finish my sentence?" Because mm -hmm. because you're that's basically because you're you have a way of reacting, not not overreacting to the mm -hmm. situation. You're setting your your intention. You're setting your boundaries and expectations, and the way you say it brings out your character of who you are um mm -hmm. because you can you can say it, it say the same thing but you can say it aggressively and then they'll they'll take offense and then everybody mm -hmm. else will take offense because then you're changing the energy of the room so everything's all con yeah everything's all connected and um yeah it's it's about not overreacting because when you overreact then you lose your power as well mm -hmm. so like we, we go back into power so <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of break down what you were saying. So Or underreact as well. I used to underreact. So when people would you know, bully me uh, or, um, you know, if they would ask me my name, this was a classic one that I... Oh, hold on. Hold on a second. Are you still there? Oh, blow kind of comment out of uncomfortability. Way back in the day, I used to just close my mouth and say you know, like nothing. So it was underreacting. And what that did also is gave my power away because then I allowed them to walk over me and I didn't give myself a voice in that moment. Of course, at that moment in time, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't at the, you know, I didn't have the awareness or the, um, you know, kind of the capacity to speak up for myself. That was a lesson I needed to go through. But um even underreacted, I think overreacting and underreacting both still have a you know have a degree of giving your power away, for sure. Yeah, because when you underreact, then you're not really getting your boundaries and expectations set out firmly, mm -hmm. and then you can kind of be a pushover, and they won't really they won't really take it, they won't really resonate with it, and they don't they don't fully hear you when you underreact. So you have to be firm with your with your boundary setting. Mm -hmm. yep i agree and this is something i've learned over time you know just repeated just 
learning the power of boundaries and actually speaking up for yourself and um you know it's all you know it's all framing it's all how you look at it you know now from an adult point of view i look at my voice that i've been given um is a gift because you know there's uh 1% of the world population has a speech impediment or a stutter and the way i look at it like you know i do all these talks and hear all these talks about it and you know like a lot of people say like why like why why does it have to be this way and then i take it to the kid curiosity why is it this way rather than play the victim of like why why resist resist i've i've turned it around and i'm just like you know look at it like a 3 or 5 year old would why could i possibly have this way of speaking and why do 1% of the planet speak this way it's you know everything has a reason and a purpose and one thing i've come to realize is that maybe maybe whoever created us knew that society as a whole was speeding up to unprecedented levels of rat race and fast like everyone wants to get from a to b to you know to get to z and um you know the world moves at a million miles an hour maybe the one percent of us with voices like mine were put around the planet to help teach people to slow down and listen like what that's a possibility you know there's a reason there's millions of people like me around you know the planet that speak the way i do a lot of people much more exaggerated than me you know mine is very sporadic but when you start to look at it with the curiosity of a child and that comes back to the inner child work is like how can we get curious about things rather than resist things because again if you look at things through the lens of a child kids ask questions you know like they don't really you know if you're a little kid you know and you put you know, like a coloring you know, like pen and you know, like a book in front of a kid you know like they're not going to be like oh is this a good use of my time you know like they just do it and immerse themselves in it but kids also ask questions so i just started asking questions about like what i was going through and getting curious and that is um you know that's led me to a lot of you know kind of i guess exploration learning and like in a piece too because um you stop taking things so seriously and personally yeah taking things less seriously is a big one um and inner okay i wanted to get get inner peace because inner peace um peace of mind just having peace of mind is is so valuable it's undervaluable because Mm -hmm. people don't understand that a lot of their worries and their and their stress is due to lack of inner peace and lack of peace of mind like they can they can slow down in their Mm -hmm. day-to-day from the rat race to to kind of like confirm things and be like oh did i did i lock the door or something like that did i do this did i do that but if you slow down and i made sure you did that thing or you know you give yourself that peace of mind that everything's gonna be okay then then you can you can carry on with your day not worrying about something that that might have you might have did wrong um and then we talk about curiosity and resisting and how it kind of like relates to children how they think um when they when they get a coloring book they just color now what i noticed is uh um my my uh my 
not my my roommate didn't really sing, but he said that when you do sing, when you have a stutter, you kind of like, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or it's, or just like, or it's just, you're on a different channel. When you, when you're singing, you basically forget you even have a stutter. It just kind of just disappears. And it, it, it brings out that true self, that inner voice. That's like telling you, like, you can really sing, you can do this. And it just comes out naturally. Mm -hmm. What is your comment towards that? Yeah, I that's why I did acting a lot when I was younger. It was a uh, acting and singing are not for everyone that has a stutter, but most people can find an an escape in in you know in those realms where you know acting you're playing another character, so your brain actually doesn't believe it's like in the experience of your humanness, right? So therefore, you can speak much much more fluently. Um, and same with us singing. I, you know, I've met a few people at, you know, at the camp that they are vocalists and they, that's their, you know, that's their time to really drop in and feel like that they can fly because it's like limitless and it's like free of any sort of, you know, tension and it's like they're just floating. Now I will say I've had also had conversations with people and just like how I processed it, you can start to lean on those things as a crutch, as a way to completely ignore and deny the actual person mm -hmm. that's still there when you leave those experiences. Now, the way I look at it is it's, is it's just an extension, like you say, it's a different channel to operate in. Uh, I, you know, I would say they're both true parts of yourself because either way I look at it it's it's important that when we look at ourselves we look at the whole of ourselves right not just like saying like oh when we sing I love me because it's freeing and fluent it's like well no how can you also love you know like the person that also speaks the way that you do just normally Mm -hmm. And, you know, it may sound you know, different than other people, but why don't you drop into that you care deeply about what you want to communicate that, like, you care a lot about how you're perceived, right? So it's like, you know, like, rather than being like, oh, I'm just going to hide over here on stage and in my voice um, singing, it's like, no, the real trick is how can we love all of it? That's very Cause true. Because then, then that creates the whole you know, the wholeness. And that that's really the trick within a child work because that's why a lot of people feel, you know, completely, you know, kind of, you know, kind of disharmonious because there's that part of them, that child part of themselves that's getting no attention, no time, no relationship. So it's hard to feel whole when there's that part of you that's not being acknowledged. So, yeah. yeah. Now, when we talk, we went back. I was gonna say it was stigmas, or mm -hmm. let's go back. I was trying to look for something here. It's okay. I can't find it right now. But um, <laughs> if you want to elaborate on anything about maybe how how can anybody not even without a stutter mm -hmm. tap into their inner child work? Like how do they how how do they get into that? So I mean, so there's a number of ways. Okay, so I if you. Find me on Instagram. I have a free inner child. Um, you know, I've made you know, like a guided 20 minute, you know, kind of meditation 
where you get to go and meet your inner child and you get to reconnect with your inner child. It's a very visual, well, I mean, it's a visualization kind of guided meditation. So that's one way where you can really go inward and internal. Um, you know, if you really want to get a vivid kind of reconnection with them, um, you know, like another way is just to take some time and give yourself 10 or 20 minutes to write down and actually spend time and write down everything that you used to love doing as a child that didn't have an outcome. Just write it down, write things down that you used to do just consistently, like go outside and climb trees, like, you know, go and play with balls, play sports, um, you know, whatever it was, watch movies, build forts. You'll make a list. And then what I want you to do is write a date next to each one of those activities. When was the last time you did that activity? And that's going to give you a really good roadmap of like, oh, wow, look at all these stuff that I enjoy and love doing. And I haven't done them for so long. I guarantee you most of the stuff on your list you know you wouldn't have done it for a while and it's just a great visualization to be like oh wow okay here's the things i know that i love to do and here's the thing here's the trick your adult mind is going to kick in and say oh all these things you know they're meant to stay in your childhood that's a waste of time you've got stuff to do you've got bills to pay and this and that but here's the real magic is that if you start sprinkling these into your life it's gonna you have an internal cup your internal cup or you can call it a water gun if you want, like whatever you want, play with it. It's going to fill up with water. And then it's going to, you know what happens when you fill up a water gun, like really full, you need to like squirt it to let some of the pressure out. So if you do these things that bring you joy, then you're going to have it like, a, like an abundance of water internally to then like just you know, kind of spread around with your work, your partners, friends, everyone around you. But if you don't do that, you're kind of trying to do all those things from an empty water, you know, yeah, from you know, like an empty um, you know, water gun. And it's just kind of, it's weak, it's tepid. It's, you know, if you don't fill up your own cup with stuff to do, like where is the joy energy, you know, going to come from? Like, you know, yeah. you can't just, you can't just pull it out of thin air. So when you're saying fill up your cup, fill up the water gun, you mean, is that more like the feeling of actually wanting to do the things that you wrote down on the list? Doing them actually. Yeah. So like, you know, I'll give you an example. Like, um, you know, the other weekend I was like, man, I really need to, you know, I really need to like run around. And, you know, like, what would my, you know, what would, like, little Cody really love to do now? And I remember a person had told me about this adventure park in Austin, you know, like, this indoor one that is for kids, but adults can go. It's got ball pits. It's got trampolines. It's got, like, obstacle courses. I used to love doing that stuff when I was a kid. I went with my partner, and we were one of the only adults actually in their plane we were playing with like five-year-olds, 10-year-olds, like eight-year-olds. We were there for two hours. We built up this massive sweat. We just had the most, you know, the greatest time. But like, it's like giving yourself the permission to like tune in, ask your little kid, like, what would you really love to do now? 
and just go do it like without caring about what others think like there was all these it was weird there was all these adults that were there with the kids very few of them with their own kids were actually in the ball pit playing and I was just watching and being like how could you not be in the ball pit playing with your kids how could you not be on the tramps how could you not be on that gladiator thing whacking each other with you know it's because like a lot of people have this internal belief that no I'm past that now that's for kids but what they don't realize is they just gave themselves the permission to do it. They would they would feel this like letting go and reconnection to this part of themselves they probably forgot was even there. Yeah, because I think when when you when you get to the point, I mean, it kind of builds up as you're growing up. You're like, you're like I heard like my um, relatives like they're they're like when they went to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. they're like they're like oh that's too that's too childish to go to disneyland i like universal but i hate i don't like disneyland i'm like how can you not like disneyland yeah like it's 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 amazing i i even if you haven't been there as like a kid it's like a few people have the opportunity to go there in the first place so yeah. it's like it's like you gotta you gotta just enjoy the moment and and don't let your ego because that's what it is a doubt from your adult self saying i doubt that i should or like that you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. That's your ego saying you're 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 cool, too cool to do this type of stuff. But no, it's that's nothing. It's nothing to do with anything like that. Like you just have to enjoy it as as the day goes by. Yeah, and what you find as well is when you start playing on a regular basis with things, and it could be anything. It could just be putting a childhood movie on you used to watch over and over again one night, and just getting some popcorn and chilling out and intentionally watching something that's going to fill up your cup, you know, without just like scrolling and being like, I need a distraction now. It's intentionality, right? Again, going back to intentionality. And, you know, like I used to um, love playing sports. I used to love doing things with my imagination. One day I just made a homemade lava lamp because that's what I used to have a lava lamp in my room. And I used to love doing science experiments and I was just like, you know what? Today, for an hour, I'm just going to like make a homemade lava lamp because I can and I'm allowed to. And it was so much fun. And um, doing stuff like that, what you then find is the more play and connection you build with your inner child, the other stuff that is not normally like a means to an end, you bring that spirit of play into your work, your friendships even just the way you like go out to the grocery store it's it's infectious right because it's a it's a frequency joy is a frequency and it's a once you tap into it it's almost like you know it activates in your body and you can't help but just like bring it to other areas of your life so that's why i think this work is really powerful there is also a much deeper uh, more reflective healing side to the inner child work as well where you know where if you grew up uh where you know a lot of people i work with like um you know they might have grown up in a household that was like chaos you know like an emotional just like you know everyone on edge walking on eggshells um no fun and you know like these people had to grow up really fast normally you know it's like the oldest child, you know, the oldest child having to look after younger siblings because, you know, like mum and dad 
um, are ill or they're working too much or there's just, you know, a lack of, you know, kind of role model and parenting there. I've worked with all, you know, all sorts of people like that from, you know, that backgrounds where play was never learned. It wasn't even an option. It was, you got to grow up, you know, we don't have time for that shit, you know, you got to be emotionally responsible from a young age and you've got this to do, this to do, this to do. And so what I also say is those adults I care so much about, I love them to bits because what they believe is that, oh, I've missed out on childhood. You know, quite often when we do the inner child work, there's a lot of unresolved um, stuff that needs to be healed around not getting like, their needs met, feeling unloved, feeling like they had to earn love, feeling like they were invisible, you know, that you know, like they were doing all this stuff and you know, like mum and dad were never acknowledging them. So that child never learned how to ask, ask or have needs, but then also learn how to you know, like receive love. So, you know, they grow up very confused, you know, their nervous system and their body doesn't really know what love is. Yeah. So what, what a lot of, you know, what, what a lot happens as well is that these adults grow up to believe that, oh, I miss childhood play is just the thing that I don't do. Now I've seen these types of adults have absolute profound transformation within a child stuff, because what it has the ability to do is reconnect to that child heal that stuff and actually there's a process now you can do as an adult called reparenting where you can actually give yourself the childhood that you never had and that is a very 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 powerful place to be in and quite often these people are doing it with their own kids because they don't want to pass on the parenting style to their own kids they're very aware that the kids are very aware and quite often I was working with a lady just recently, actually, and, you know, she was saying to me, I get so annoyed with my daughter. She always wants me to draw with her. She always wants me to do this with her. She always wants me to, and I just said to her, why, why does that annoy you? Like, why don't you just join in with her? And she says, that's a really good question. I said, were you ever allowed to draw as a kid? And then she just said, no, I was always busy looking after my brothers and sisters and my ill mum. And I said, so the fact that your daughter is allowed to do this, do you see the connection here? It's triggering something in you where it's those unresolved feelings of the child that, you know, the child never got to be a child. I said, so let's turn it around and actually look at your daughter as the greatest gift here as an invitation into the childhood you've never had. She's asking you to play with her because she knows that you need it. She's asking you to play because she's trying to unlock this in you. I'm a firm believer that our kids choose us and we choose our kids way before it even happens. So I, I just said to her, the most powerful thing you can do is look at your daughter as a gift and a teacher that she's just inviting you into what you've never got to experience. And I spoke to her the other day and she said, Wow, ever since you told me that, every time you know, like my daughter says something that annoys me, I'm immediately like, oh, wait, it's a gift. And then I end up doing the thing with her and we have a great time. And I was like, see, it's just these one little things that we can switch. And, you know, she said, I'm actually starting to have like a great time with her. And I, and I feel like a kid around her. I'm doing things I never got to do. And, you know, her whole frequency has changed around that. So yeah. it can work both ways. It's 
it's because she's in a certain mindset and when she's when she's uh presented with the it's it's actually an opportunity is what's actually happening she thinks it's 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 uh might be a waste of time in her adult self but when she mm-hmm. changes her she flips her mindset changes the perspective and kind of goes into the mind of the child mm-hmm. and sees it like you you need to tap more into your child to <laughs> to kind of like kind of match her like the child's energy to to um you know have more fun to turn that situation into something that's annoying into something that's actually an opportunity right um and we were talking a little bit earlier about these people who had to grow up really fast and they had really no choice to kind of really be a child Mm -hmm. um when they do have because it's all it depends upon them when they when they want to change but it's it's it does help when you have friends who can plant the seeds and say say like hey you need to tap into your to your inner child or or whatever way they want to be kind of present that to them mm-hmm. when they do let their walls down because that's mm-hmm. what it is they have walls because they're like they've been they've been kind of built up to the way of uh not being not expressing themselves <clears throat> the way they want to because they don't know how to be like playful because they never mm-hmm. got the chance to play yep and i myself had an amazing childhood at least that's what i remember um but my 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 teen years i i had a um a stomach issue ibs okay so that kind of like i i kind of like look at it i look at it two ways the way i used to look at it before was i i kind of got robbed 15 years of my life up until basically recently where like i didn't actually get to be a teenager fully because i was always um running to the washroom i had no like um i i couldn't really go and go and do the things that from teenage to like early 20s and stuff like that but really it was actually an opportunity to work on myself better so like i changed my perspective and my mindset and it was a blessing in disguise because now i'm like i am who i am today Mm -hmm. because of how i what i dealt with even though it was in misfortune it was misfortunate but that's how i dealt with it so Mm -hmm. that's a great that's a great that's a great shift because yeah it could be really easy to get down on yourself about that yeah yeah have you um have you ever like oh you know i was gonna ask you what 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 do you do to play in your life um i mean i i do play video games but i wouldn't say that's really uh what i do to play um yeah like i i really like right now it's kind of like cold as heck outside but um i I I like to go I like outside a lot but I have to I have to be really prepared before I can venture mm-hmm. out especially now with it's it's like winter time but uh cuz I do still deal with the IBS but not as much as I used to cuz mm-hmm. I did discover some type of supplement that really helps with my my uh symptoms but um recently I wanted to go to ice skating I'm I'm going to go ice skating I don't need somebody to come with me but I like to be with other people when i when i I like to share that memory sharing Mm -hmm. memories is a biggest biggest uh thing that makes me happy because i like to do it by myself once in a while like whatever it may be um but i like to share that memory with other people Mm -hmm. awesome is 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 um is ice skating a thing you used to love to do when you were younger when i mean like i was looking at 
Oh, I wasn't looking at them recently, but I do have photos that I remember of what I used to do when I was younger. Yeah. Like, you know, like from, from elementary school or whatever parties. And I would go to like all these like arcades and I would go ice skating and I would uh, dress up in costume and that's Halloween, but I mean, I can do that anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I probably should go back through my photo albums and just kind of like look at all the other things I used to do. I know when I was really young, I traveled to the Philippines because I'm actually half Filipino, but people mm-hmm. don't really see it in me because I look completely white. But um, yeah, I uh, I want to travel back there eventually very soon um but i'm going to costa rica so i'm traveling there in january so that's exciting yeah that's awesome yeah i've never been there i've heard great things first time for me i've I've never been there but it's apparently it's kind of like hawaii in a way but Mm -hmm. it's not it's not the same it's different but yeah 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 have um one other thing i was going to offer that we could do if you would want to maybe play in that realm is i can um i can do a a a live guided reconnection little visualization journey to your inner child so anyone listening can actually put themselves in your shoes listen to my voice and just do it while they're listening to the podcast yeah, we we can we can kind of go into that, have a little review, and then we can we can go over your your socials, and we'll just end it there. That way, cool. that we'll just kind of like have a good good ending. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do right. that. That sounds amazing. Okay, cool. I'm 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 glad you're down to play. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, so let me just get a track here sure and yeah because you can you can uh you can edit the stuff down right yeah i can edit it out and hopefully the audio comes out through the yeah well because i've got a mic i've got a microphone so it'll be uh let's have a look here perfect um yeah i i i got a lot out of this conversation so far like i it's all connecting i i'm good at <laughs> connecting dots that's my gift. One of my gifts I have is making everything make sense. So, yeah, you are very good at connecting dots. Yeah, thanks. We're good. So I'll just plug these back in. So no music this time. Let's go. Okay, cool. So I'm going to guide you now through a. Um, I like to call it just like a. Um, yeah yeah you know like um you know i can meet your inner child kind of uh process so um it's just going to be like a little guided journey um and um yeah all i would say is approach it with the curiosity of a child you know meaning don't try and make any logical sense of it like the adult mind will um just just kind of let whatever comes up just you know kind of come up so just closing down your eyes now we're just going to take three deep breaths together in through the nose and out through the mouth
just want you to tune into your heartbeat now. This miraculous, beautiful heartbeat. This heart that pumps and works without even you having to try. This heart that loves and holds all your emotions. This heart that gives you life. This heart that gives you a beautiful gift to move, to do anything that you wish at any given moment. Now from this place of this heart, I want you to visualize and imagine yourself walking through beautiful lush forest. Just looking around and up at the big towering trees, golden rays of light coming through, sounds of the birds, sound of the wind. Slowly walking through this beautiful forest now. Noticing your feet on the ground. You see a clearing up ahead, a white light. You walk towards it. You slowly walk out of this clearing into the white light and you're met with a blue door. Go up to this blue door, approach it with curiosity. That of a child, just so interested to work out what is behind the blue door and why is it there. You open it and go through. And all of a sudden you're standing outside one of your childhood homes. Whatever one comes to mind, just go with it. You notice the colors, what surrounds it. You're amazed to be back here. And you go up to the front door and with that childlike sense of wonder, you go inside. You walk down the hallway, you look around, you notice the colors, what's on the walls, the smells. Your dog or cat might come up and greet you. You walk through down the hallway, passing your mum and dad in one of the rooms. They wave at you. See any brothers or sisters, they might run past you. And you go down the hallway and you walk towards 
your childhood bedroom in this house. You come up to the door and it's half open and you glance inside. You notice a boy on the ground playing innocently in his own world, unbeknownst to you watching him. You just admire this little boy playing and then you open the door and slowly go into the room. And this boy turns around and it is you at a young age, playing in your own room, in your own world. And they're so happy to be greeted by you. They haven't seen you in a while. They jump up off the ground to give you a hug. They look you in the eyes. They might have a message for you. They might ask you to come and play. They might have something to show you. Just go with whatever they want you to do. Play with them for a while. Join in. Listen to what they want to show you and tell you. They might bring you some other toys. And I want you to look them in the eyes. And I want you to tell them that you love them. You appreciate them. And that you're sorry that you haven't been playing with them as much as they want. You let them know that you're here now. You're here to listen to them more. You're here to play with them more. And you're here to welcome them back into your lives like they want. Give them a hug and ask them to grab any toys they want because you want to take them somewhere special. The little child grabs all their toys that they want to bring. You grab their hand and you rush down the hallway, back through the house. and lead them towards the front door. You run out the front door together and run towards the blue door in front of the house. You run through together and all of a sudden you're back in the forest. You walk through the forest together hand in hand and you let your little boy know that you're bringing him back into your life with him so that he can play with you 
that you can let him lead and be a part of everything that you do. They look over the moon. They look excited. You lead them out of the forest back into the room where you are. Take one big deep breath in and through the nose. Pulling this childhood childlike energy into your body and exhale grounding it in this is something you can access whenever you wish you may now open your eyes Thank you so much for that, Cody. That was, uh, it brought some past thoughts into my brain and some memories. Um, a friend that I used to play with kind of came up, even though they were, weren't in the room. Well, they, I know it was kind of like in my mind's eye of this other person that I still talk to. Mm -hmm. And when you were mentioning toys, because I there's like two toys that came up, <laughs> and one of them was this like weird rat figure guy who was like kind of looked like a gangster. It's like a gangster rat, kind of kind of looked like kind of like uh, Ninja Turtles, but wasn't. Okay. But and another one was like kind of like the lion from the Lion King. Yeah. So and then remember, I remember my friend had like the other lion. It was like the lady lion of it. And it gives me an idea for Christmas now. So, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's really it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably send it to her, and she's gonna be like, "Whoa, that is so cool!" Yeah, I love that. That that's uh, I mean, that's about as wholesome as you can get, right there. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty wholesome person. So yeah, <laughs> wow. But yeah. Well, what was it like going back to your bedroom and the house and stuff? Well, for I, I actually dream a lot of my old house, which is kind of, I think it's kind of a, I don't know if it's normal for, I think it's like a, the high percentage of people dream of their old, where they used to grow up. Mm. And um, at least as a recurring dream once in a while. And uh, that house actually got torn down because it was written as a write-off or like a, as a tear down after we sold it. Mm -hmm. Um and so it's not, it doesn't exist anymore, but I, I, most of my life, like at 21 years or 22 years, I lived there and, um, I went back after I moved out and came back to the house mm -hmm. and then we moved into this house. But, um, no, I, I remember like vividly everything. Cause I have pictures of, of like, uh, out front and it's kind of hard to forget where you grow up. So, yeah. Cool. I'm so glad that that stuff came up. And yeah, it sounds like you um, you got what you needed to. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think it's going to help. It's going to help a little bit um, or even a lot. I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
but uh yeah we'll i got i got a lot of this conversation it was it i liked i i would i would love to have you on again eventually if you're if you're willing if you have more to say um of course another time uh we're coming up to approximately an hour close to it now um cool. if you want to let everybody know where they can find you or your work or book yep. a one-on-one session you have one-on-one sessions right yep one-on-one group stuff yeah everything and even if you just want to talk if something resonated with you and you want to um yeah share with me i'm always open to conversation so um yeah just find me on instagram is probably the easiest way just look up uh, uh cody matheson packer um or just go to uh cody matheson packer.com um yeah all my stuff is on there and um yeah reach out to me on instagram if you want to just talk or connect or if you know you want to go you know kind of deeper with this work um i do offer um some like free one-on-one connection calls every now and again if i have space where we can just kind of do like a little you know intimate dive into where you're at and what's coming up and um then yeah we just go from there so this is my land. I love it. It's fun. Let's get play back in your lives. Um, yeah. Just like it deserves to be. Um, and yeah, I just really want to kind of, you know, my mission is to just make the heart of the earth bigger. Yeah. You know? Touch, touch back with your heart mm-hmm. of your childhood. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to plug my socials here real quick. Uh, you can find us at, the-meta-verse.com um, and the underscore meta underscore verse on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find this, this podcast on Spotify with video, YouTube eventually whenever I get around to it, and um, Google Podcasts Audio, Apple Podcasts Audio, and Anchor. So... Um, yeah, that's where you can find this podcast. But thank you so much, Cody. Stick around for a few minutes after I'm done recording. And uh, have a good day, everybody.